Joe, it's been a long time. Uh, the last episode was, what, four months ago? Maybe? Well, you know what was funny is that we did a bunch of podcasts and we didn't actually record them since then. When? So. Why would we do that? That's crazy. I, I don't know. We didn't, didn't have an engineer. So. Chris doesn't want to do it. You're half-assed with it. You're half-assed also with no, it. No, I'm always so. ready and willing to go. <laughs> That's because it's in your living room. Fast Break Records <laughs> funded a lot of money to keep this if going. If it was in my living room, I'd be ready to go, too. Hey, make it in your living room. I'll Let's be do there. it. Let me, let me, tell me when I'm there. Let's do it. All right. I think you're going to have the same issue. Maver mm-hmm. Mattis and you. You want to roll around? Maver Mattis wants to play the guitar in the dark room. All right. <laughs> I want to let the people what know the what's, going on. what's going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Since our last one, we did a great tour. Not even really worth talking about. It's so old now. Uh, Boy, real Debbie Downer. Right yeah, it's horrible. Bed. It's horrible. Jeez. Wow, man. See that mic you're talking into that costs Fast Break $900? What? And you barely use it. What? We're not getting our money's worth out of anything. So with that being Poor said, maybe you guys. For money. And everywhere I go, people are asking. They don't ask you when you go? Yeah, they do. Okay. All right. Well, you don't they care. Do. I, I know care. this podcast is loved. I care about the people you don't. That's one difference. You pretend to, and I, I act. I run the uh, the uh, social media for Post America Podcast. It's doing strong. You do a post every other month, I saw. I get a lot of uh, comments on there. So I would say I'm probably the most active uh, member of Post America Podcast. <laughs> well, you so, have the social I media. I don't know. I don't know what else I could do. Do I offer once a week at any day that you guys a convenience any day like any any time you guys want to do it let me do I say once a week or not yes or no yeah correct absolutely thank you. Thank you. and we can do I told you Sunday nights Sunday evenings is my my night that I can podcast so it's all Chris you blaming well I mean kind of so what's your deal then wow man looks like a duck wow. walks like a duck quacks like a duck must be a duck you guys are letting you know? me have uh, he, it. he narrowed down to one time out of seven days that he has time for it and what's your excuse Is there any, any? I don't know. Like, why you being? Like, you know, just tell us. Do you have a certain day that like Sundays are good for me? Sunday evenings. <laughs> well, then why aren't we doing it? I don't understand. I don't know. I thought we were gonna do it usually after band practice. Oh my god, this guy! So don't even ask you guys during the week anymore. Is that what I should do? Don't even bring it up. I can't do Monday. I can't do Tuesday, Wednesday. So every now and then I could do Thursday, but I can't commit. One hundred percent to Thursday, but I can do Sundays, Sunday Sunday evenings. Mm-hmm. All right then, right around this time. At this oh. very time, we're doing it now. I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'll be around next Sunday. We'll see. You're gonna be at my house next Sunday. 
I doubt it because I don't think Chris will even probably reply to the text. So Ooh. I'm sure I'll text during the week and then everybody will disappear and act like, you know. Like it's the first time we're hearing about it. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens, though. But people are getting fed up, and uh, I understand them. All right, what happened uh, this past weekend? Anything good? Yes, something amazing. What? This is hardcore, Philadelphia. Did you go every day? Uh, I went three days. I went every day but Friday. Yeah. And uh, it was I didn't see dope. what happened Friday. I didn't see any posts. Like, I know Pulling Teeth headline Friday. Uh, I heard, I saw a lot of posts about Martyr AD. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, really, I really don't know much about that band, but I did see people saying that it was incredible. Sounds set. satanic. Sounds satanic to me. I saw a couple, uh, couple Instagram videos and stuff. It looked like a pretty wild set. Does it have anything to do with Satanism? I don't know. What's martyr mean, Chris? Someone uh, who dies for a cause. Correct. So a modern time Christ. Is that what the band's name represents? Well, I think martyr, a martyr AD. So a, a martyr after Christ, maybe. When exactly. I see someone, When I see someone puts AD in their band, that just means that there was a band called Martyr already. Is that what it is? I think so. But <laughs> like Martyr, Damnation, AD, AD. They used to just be called Damnation. And then they put out a seven inch called Damnation AD. It's kind of cool. So. How about Wisdom and Chains AD? AD. What's that? I like that. <laughs> That's hard. But Martyr AD means a modern Christ. That in itself is sacrilegious, true or false, Chris? I don't think it means a modern Christ. What's a martyr? Yeah, Christ is a martyr. He's a martyr, but there's yes. other people who? also who there's are martyrs. There's the 30 martyrs. Anybody Nobody else dies, did it like him. Anybody who dies for a cause technically is a martyr. Not like him. Correct. He did it the best. That Vietnamese dude lit himself on fire. That was nothing. That's a martyr. <laughs> All he got out of the deal was a Rage Against the Machine cover. Oh, by the way, introduce... Uh, How many books did Jesus have? We're printed? here with our friend Evan Ivkovich joining us today. Oh, Say hello, Evan. Hello, everyone. What's up? Get close to the mic. So What's up? Get, Say like go. this. Hello. 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 Nah, we never get that right. <laughs> uh, Three Stooges is great, man. I like that show. Uh, Vinny Paz came out to This Is Hardcore. Shout out to the Broad Did Street Did you tell Breakdown. him I want to rap battle him? No, I didn't tell him that. I'm the king of PA <laughs> I rapping. Would, I would never tell him that. Why not? I'm down. <laughs> uh, but Broad Street Breakdown was there. Oh, I love that. I love uh, that show. Good dudes. We had a lot of not cheap laughs, though, right? Some good laughs. No, I didn't see cheap. Damn, I could never meet that dude. You know how much <laughs> money that guy saved me? How much? Tens of tens of cents. Tens, tens of, tens of dollars. There's a okay. We're talking about a podcast called Broad Street Breakdown, which is hosted by Vinny Paz, the incredible rapper, and his friends. One of his friends does a segment called Pablo Cheapo's Tip of the Week. Is that it? Uh, I think that's cheapo tip yeah, think, or cheapo's tips or something like I that. Know, something like that. But yeah. he gives tips how to save money. Evan would love it. <laughs> I mean, Evan would love this segment. But the one segment he, so, you ever have a sesame seed bagel? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty you ever good, see man. how many sesame seeds go to waste? No. What do you mean no? When you eat it, they're all over the place. You ever notice well, that? I, well, I never really counted them. No, you don't count them. But you under, you'd seen it, right? I, I understand the concept. The yeah, yeah. Pablo says save them. That's a good save point. them, put them in a plastic bag, use them later, put them in a recipe, anything. That's great. You can save a lot of money. How much money do you spend a year on, on sesame, sesame seeds? seeds? Oh. You'll save it if you do at this. At least $20. Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of dollars I spent on sesame Yo, listen. seeds. At least 2 to $3. I love that guy. I love this. this I, gotta meet, I, I never met him, though. I, gotta, uh, I got an invite to go down and record an episode with them. Oh, I thought you meant record with the Vinny Pass. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, I'll, I'll work on that when yeah, we get down there. Yeah, tell what's up, yo. Let me rap battle first. 
First we battle, then we record. Battle Tiny Nights first to pass. Then we eat. Civil War, Tiny Civil War, baby. I'm down. I go against anybody. Remember I went against the Mortal Technique back in the day? Before he was on the verge of blowing up? I don't sweat that dude. I go against anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. I got skills. People know that. I just chose to go the guitar route. You know what I mean? The rapping was too, it came too easy for me. It wasn't a, uh, you know, it wasn't a struggle like the guitar is, in case you didn't notice. What was your favorite band on Saturday? Of uh, Oh, wait, you, you were there Saturday, I was right? there only Saturday and Sunday. Saturday? Well, we're 25 to life, you know. That was Saturday or Sunday? That was Saturday, I think. Yeah, Saturday. 25 to life was dope. They man. sounded great, you know. They really did. My good friends for years, happy to see them having fun again without the, uh, what do you call it, a stigma of a, uh, like an attachment, negative attachment. Yeah. Of, you know. And they were having fun, and they got to do something that. Imagine being in that band, like, but not being a front man, being a, an important asset in that band, being a, a riff writer or a guy that was on a lot of the albums. You're or saying a guy that, from back in the day, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you oh, know, it'll be so depressing just knowing that there's nothing I can do to salvage this this sinking yeah. ship. There's nothing you can do. And they, you know, but they, they did, went they separate figured ways. out a way. Yeah, they went separate ways, which is also a name of a 25 to life That's song. That's very true. Yes. So they went separate ways because of, you know, shady business practices or whatever, disagreements in how things are run. And when they go back and they look on their old band, and it's such a sad, you know, joke that it turned into kind of because of one person. That's probably, if you put yourself in their shoes, that sucks. Yeah. So see them coming back and almost taking control, you know, after. I mean, when's the last time you saw Fred Mesk? It was it, the 90s for yeah. sure. And I 90s, see him yeah. random on jobs in New York because he's a steel worker. But I saw him like maybe three times throughout the you know last 15 years. But, uh, dude, they came back and they played those songs. And I forgot so many of those songs. They're cool songs. Really cool, yeah. yeah. Especially when you hear them played, you know, like, like someone who writes the riff plays it the way that yeah. they intended it. Like a practice it. band that rehearsed, and not they, like, you know, They started guys. rehearsing for This Is Hardcore, like sure. three months before the, the, the thing. They were yeah. rehearsing two or three times a week. Well, if you're in a band with Stickman, you're going to practice all the time, every yeah. time, nonstop. You're going to be tight. Uh, you want to know something crazy? When oh, All right, we, we did a tour with Tara. When, we, when you guys came home, I stayed in Europe. And yeah. And uh, went on a little trip with my family. So when I came home, I, I didn't really have cell phone service for, you know, almost a month. So when I came home and got my, my AT&T uh, service back on and all these text messages and, and uh, voicemails loaded up and I had a voicemail from Rick to life. Oh, yeah? Get yeah. out of here. Who I have blocked him years ago. <clears throat> So I don't know when this was from. I, I assume it was kind of recent. Um, I had an incident where I had to take my SIM card out of my phone and put it in a different phone and then put it back in my phone. So somehow through that process, I think maybe something uh, his number was unblocked or something like yeah. that. So he uh, a voicemail came through and he said he was real like nice, you know, real like humble, you know, when he, you know, his humble voice. And he said, you know, I really miss you guys. Please tell Richie I miss him. I love him. He's he's my favorite guy. You know, Richie, I love him. <laughs> and, See? Uh, I'm somebody's said, favorite, at least. And he said, uh, he, you know, that he, he was real, like, apologetic and humble and shit. 
But you know, he—that's not the first time that he's, he's been like that. And then the next day, he'll completely flip. I had a conversation with somebody on Saturday of this is hardcore that I was telling him this story, and he said, "Yeah, I got the same phone call." And then the next day, he called and threatened to kill my kids and my wife. Jeez. That's what that's wow. what someone that's what someone well, told let's not me. Talk this about that on the air. We don't so, know. We don't. I'm just saying the yeah, dude yeah. the dude's out of his mind. So, but it was just yeah. funny that uh that he uh you know he, yeah. he's still trying to reach out. Yeah, and I had no idea because his number was blocked. But how, you know he's probably been trying to do this for years. Yeah, but I got nothing to say to him. But yeah, I enjoyed 25 on Saturday. And uh, how about you? What do you guys think? I love 25. That was great to see. I love seeing Stickman on stage. He's an animal. Yeah, he's so he's so good as you know. He, he's he loves what he does and he's good at it. Um, I got to sing with Code Orange on Saturday. Oh, I heard that was great, and it was awesome. There, I love them. I love them as a band. I love the people in the band, and uh, they let me sing uh, "My World" with them. And Jamie this asked me to is my world. I love different, this song. different, oh, song, different, different song. And uh, Jamie asked me like a month and a half ago if I would sing it. And uh, and then he didn't mention it for for a while. Yeah. So I thought maybe he had forgotten. I didn't yeah. want to press him to you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome, man. That's it great. Was really cool. People go insane Bananas. for Code Orange. Yeah. Like they lose their minds. I kind of figured out what it is I like about them, and like it, it's hard to put it into words. But I think I figured it out. Besides what, that, they're from Pennsylvania. I do love that. But I figured it out um, when my first show ever and a lot of people's first show, there's a fear that comes along with it. Like you're, it's scary if, you, if you're not used to the environment of a hardcore show and people moshing and stage diving and going crazy. It's very scary. And if you're meant to be in, in our world, you'll keep coming back mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll like embrace that fear and keep coming back. Code Orange is fear from the beginning of the set to the end of the set. It's it's scary as shit. People are losing their minds in a violent, insane way. Like it's not even. I I, I think I, I don't know why, but people just get extra extra violent when they start playing. Hmm. Maybe because they're like whipping everybody into a frenzy, like with their stage presence. But just even the way they write songs is scary. Like one little mishap on the drums one little one somebody plays a riff slightly wrong and the whole song will just spin out of control like you can't really recover you know what i mean um they got a a humongous pedal board on the floor if they mess up one little click of a pedal there's so many pedals like they gotta precisely hit the spot you know what i mean or it'll sound like a completely different song than they want it to sound like um if they Everything hit, if they is like wrong. They it's end up like sounding like us, like when Chris. It's did. like tightrope walking, you know. Yeah, and uh, it, it just makes this like frantic feeling in the room, and people just go berserk. And but they they nail it night after night after night. And uh, I don't know, man. They're they're awesome. I love that band. Cold Orange, huh? Yeah. Who else was there Saturday? You that was my that there? was my Saturday. Uh, no, my two Saturday there. highlights. On Evan, you were there, right? Saturday. Yeah. You see anybody? Uh, I think Code Orange was the last set I stayed for Saturday. You, who, was that the highlight for you or what? Uh, no, I liked watching Twenty Five to Life. Yeah, 25. just because of everything about it, kind of yeah. like what you were saying. 
Yeah, like good to see to dudes see. playing Redemption. songs correctly without yeah. that goofball in there. Redemption, yeah, good word. Redemption. Redemption. So Chris wasn't there for that. He doesn't really support the local scene. Uh, or he doesn't do the podcast too often with us, even though we send him a check every week. I don't understand. And how about Sunday? Oh, Joe, you were there Friday, though. I was there Friday also, yeah. Joe, how many bands did you sing with over the weekend? All right. Let's break it down. Don't get cocky, all right? Just Let's give break me a number. It down. I set a record for ca- for cameos. Cameo member cameo. Word up. It's a cold <laughs> world. I sang with Terror. One. I sang. Ding. Oh man! Give me a bell was, after everything. I almost good. sang with a with Death Threat, but I didn't. So no bell, no bell. Yeah, no bell. All right, I sang with Terror. Bell. I sang with Madball. Two. I sang with Code Orange. Three. I sang with Wisdom and Chains. Four. And I sang with H Two O. Nice five. Great five bands. Yeah. Three day, three day, three days. I, I was on stage. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> but it was dope, man. Nice. I had. I had. It, I very rarely am at a show that we're not playing, yeah. you know, and uh, this was, it was like just relaxing and fun and I got to talk to people that I always see, but I don't really get to talk to them a lot, mm. you know what I mean? Because you just see them in passing at shows, um, had a lot of great conversations, I had a lot of uh, laughs with friends, it was awesome, I met some new new friends. New friends? Yeah, man. At your age? At this age, still oh, wow. still putting in work. That's great, so you had a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was my favorite. This is hardcore. Did Joe Hardcore do well? Joe Hardcore did. He amazing. did a good thing for the people. This was the best. It was the best one. He said himself. This is, is he his still slightly one. crazy? He seemed a lot less crazy. Oh, he seemed a lot less crazy. A lot of calm, calm down since since last year for what sure. A guy. What a guy! What a guy! No, it was a good time, but I, I, the way we played, I was so upset. I thought it was. Oh oh shit! Yo, technical technical difficulties. Uh, real quick. Uh, I want to mention All Out War on Saturday. Oh, I didn't get to see him. That was insane. Yeah. It was awesome. All Out War's new stuff sounds dope. All Out War is the same thing. Like, they they always seem to have technical issues during the set. Mm. Like, they never, it's never just, like, flawless. I know but, how it is, boys. I know how it is. But that's part of the, that's what makes it special. That's what makes it special. Like, to yeah. watch, it's like. They, that's what gives you Ajita. Well, maybe mm-hmm. you, but I, watching it to me, it was like seeing them recover from from a fucked up thing and still ha- bang it out and have a great set and not mm-hmm. let it like you know bury them. It was it was awesome, man. And they they started out rough and finished strong. Good, good, good. Um, Jesus peace, yo, that was crazy. Yeah. Seeing uh, Cody sing with Jesus oh, peace, yeah, little Cody, over two million views on YouTube uh, right now. And uh, two million and growing. It's growing, yeah, it's growing. Big push to get her on Ellen DeGeneres show. I ah, hope that happens. You want to do that for? Get her on Ellen. I love Ellen. You know, Ellen. You, you always hated Ellen. I don't like Ellen. I always yeah, like yeah, Ellen. She's a fake. I don't like that self-deprecating. Comedian <laughs> hey, I'm stuff. funny. I'm, I'm funny looking, right? Right? No, yeah, you are. You're funny looking. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, like where you act like you're so yeah. scared and weak, but it's all an act. Yeah, yeah. You're, meanwhile, you're you're in front of a camera all day. It's your whole life since you were 12 years old. Oh yeah, you're so you're so insecure. You're not fooling me, Ellen. I don't think she's. Uh, she uh, loves it. She loves it. <laughs> all right. Who's her girlfriend? There's another movie star girlfriend that she took away from us. Who? Who's that girl? Right. Anne Hache? Was she straight no. at one time? Now she's... Uh, Anne Hache is straight now, right? Oh, really? Ellen, you she couldn't she, hold she it down, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hold it down. Oh, all right, all right. 
She came back to the D. Good for you, uh, <laughs> Mrs. H, whatever your name is. Is it H or you're saying it like you're from Nanakos? H, H. <laughs> Shout out to Risk It. Played Risk on it. Saturday. Risk It did good and Strength Approach from Italy did good. Good foreign bands. Yeah, it's good to see them uh, yeah. getting over here. I hope the they Europeans. can. Strength Approach is on tour now. Yeah, they're still going. And Risk It. Didn't Risk It play shows before This Is Hardcore? I don't think they I did. I think they did one off. Oh, no. I'm thinking of uh, the other band, uh, Broken Teeth from uh, from uh, Manchester. Broken Teeth, yeah. Broken Teeth played. And they, they toured before with uh, Stone, yeah. who is Zach from Expire, his, his uh, band. All right, all right. Boy, you got your ear to the street, Isn't Broken Teeth hey, the ones know. that were like real loud and throwing things around in Belgium? There was one real dick Broken band. Teeth likes to party. Who but then they were Europe, the, the band you're thinking of is called... Hold on a second. I'm talking about the it's Dick called the band. Flex. The Flex. That's the what it Flex. Is. That's the band. When we were coming about. back from Finland, yes, and we had to share a band with one of those bozos. He's acting like a clown. Yeah, that's the Flex. The Flex. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? But I think the next day, those broken teeth guys were acting like a clown in the hotel in Belgium. Luke was all ticked off. They were loud, throwing food. There was like families there. That's possible. Yeah. But the band uh, in the in the the yeah, band the next back day. from Finland after Brockfest. You know they have the breakfast in those hotels in Europe. Oh, you think you're talking about a different tour like than I am? I think, All right? On the way home from Finland, La- you were La real Pedranta. sick. You were out of it. You didn't. Yeah, even know that, the Finland band, but then that Broken Teeth band was down in the hotel throwing food around. And Luke. Was well, the down Flex. I don't think they're from Finland. I think they're English, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. This guy sounded English. That was in the van. Yeah. Who knows? Departed played on uh, I'll Saturday. I'll break your head if you talk to me wise again. You hear me, Flex? I wish uh, I've missed The Departed, but I heard uh, The Departed. I missed Departed, but uh, I heard it was a dope set. I heard you're getting sued by, uh, what's his name for the movie? It took the movie Jack title. Nicholson. <laughs> Nicholson's coming for you. You can't start a band and call it Rocky Three. Come on, guys. Okay, go ahead. Could you do that? I guess you probably could. Nah, no We way. are... Rocky three, yeah, two, on. three, four, and then you Google it and then you get all happy. <laughs> There's that band Clubber Lang. Yeah, that's a character though. It's not a movie. Uh, a band called The Godfather. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can have an Instagram name called probably The Godfather. Though. What's up? I don't know. American Straight Edge clothing brand. I'm American Straight Edge, not them. They took my name. So, uh, this is hardcore. Was a big success. Great uh, success. I had so a far. great, great time. Um, let me think here. I'm trying to think of other bands. Joe's oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm looking uh on on Instagram. What'd you say for lineups? Uh, on Sunday I really enjoyed. Uh, well, Leeway sounded great. Murphy's Law sounded better than I've ever heard Murphy's Law sound. Nice. This is band Vane. You ever heard of them? Uh, no, only just like over a, the weekend. Like a young young band. They were fucking dope, man. Yeah, nice. yeah, really good. Really heavy set. It's a cool name. I like that. Uh, Queen's Way from Baltimore. Um, that's a good band. Strength Approach played. Activate. Opened, oh, Activate. Uh, right. Activate played second. Um, nice thrash band from Philly. That's uh, our friend, uh, our friend Stress. Um, Oh, out of body. That was a really. That was actually when I got there. Out of I body like was name. playing. Uh, it's kind of kind of like quicksand type of like a band. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. It didn't really. It wasn't like hard like like the rest of the bands um, of the day. But uh, really cool, really cool style. Um, I really enjoyed that out set. of body. I like that name. 
Yellow Stitches played. They're always a fun band to watch. Uh, Wisdom and Chains. There's mixed reviews on our set. I say it was one of our greatest we ever did. No, that's <laughs> insane for you to say that. It's, it was a great reaction, but it, was, it wasn't the greatest we ever did. It was one of the worst we ever did. I say it was one of the best reactions we ever had. At yeah. This is hardcore. Yeah, not not a great set. We played great. No way. You dude. just your your guitar was no cutting way. out. Yeah, and, and I'm hitting wrong notes, and I'm trying not to move. I can't go to the mic because if I move, there's no guitar. It was. Oh man, I don't know. I watched the videotape, and I thought it was dope, man. You were. You I was were just waiting it. for it to Chris be over. Chris was running around. He wasn't even plugged in, but he was running, going crazy. Chris, why don't you know when you're not even playing? Like, why is? <laughs> I don't know. I noticed that I go back and I had a. Operate on my fucking rig. Our last practice it's He was doing terrible. the same thing yeah. He's playing a whole song His face is all mean He's getting into it I'm like He's <laughs> like nothing the, even coming out of the amp The less you he can hear maniac. himself The more hyped up he gets Yeah, yeah. He, You know I think he hears my rhythms And then he gets all He's hyped like, Oh shit I'm Damn, damn I'm, I'm killing this It sounds like one big <laughs> fucking talk No that's just me baby Oh my god Yo Evan though Evan when well, you were hyped Evan up had man. The same You day. were going I had this so joke. much fun You guys stepped up Because you saw That we were going through stuff True or false you, I, you No read that's it. not why Oh really I was just feeling Thanks it Thanks for man. nothing then I thought you were doing me a favor <laughs> I was feeling it And I thought everybody You know Like to, to me It didn't even matter That, that we were having Some technical oh shit God. Because the, the vibe In the room was perfect The people were very good to us but Yeah that was one of my us Most playing, fun that was yeah. my most fun set at this hardcore. Yeah. I think I wanted to do the who. I wanted to break yeah, all my I wish shit I around the stage. You know, enjoyed, but you guys, you know how it is. I mean, imagine your mic's not working. You know, you'd be like, "Well, well it did at one point. My yeah, mic was off. Imagine like go... you had to stay in one spot because if you moved, your mic would go off. <laughs> you might think differently of the set. Uh, Killing Time was so great. I don't know. Did you guys watch Killing Time? I after watched it? a little bit. Yo, yeah, it was so awesome, man. That dude is really funny, funny front man. Uh, that's a classic OG band, son. He fucked up the words to that's wisdom. Wh- that's where we lifted the name from. And I was all ready to like t- tape it and like put it up, you know. And, uh, oh, he did on purpose. <laughs> he fucked up the words. Hate but it brother. was it was cool, man. That was a really cool set. Um, we talked afterwards, and uh, I'm gonna try to set up a weekend of oh, yeah. shows, Killing Time, Wisdom, and Change. Maybe a few weekends of shows. That would be a lot, a lot of fun for 2018, nice. perhaps. Oh shit! Um, Killing Time, baby. H2O was sick. Always great in Philly. H2O go. There's very few hardcore bands that can get as good of a reaction consistently as H2O. Yeah, they got in, a really good Philly. history with Philadelphia. Really good. And plus, Collins in the band it's now. The great so fighting was, uh, city of Philadelphia. Uh, that was great. Um, Shelter, man. I mean, I, I watched a couple of songs. I, I never really was a huge Shelter fan. It looked yeah. like they were doing good when I when I left. Looked like they were doing good though. Yeah, the crowd liked. Them. I, I, you know, as much as I've been there, I never went upstairs before. Oh, really? It's my first time I went upstairs because Ray called me like, "Where'd you at?" I said, "I'm out by the merch." He come upstairs. I was like, "What's upstairs?" The bar. Everybody's hanging by the bar. I'm like, "Really?" Yo, there's a bar up there. It sounds yeah, great. It's nice. It's a great place to watch from. So too. that's the first time I went up there. It was during Shelter and the Snare. Snare sounded dope, but I don't know their songs to be honest. Yeah, but I know they started out with like "Yama Yama Yama Yama." I was like, it's like, uh, remember that dude from uh, Police Academy? I was like, what the hell's going on? It's some devilish shit. I didn't know what was up. I was a big Shelter what? fan back And in I the felt day. bad because I think we just woke him up. Like, somebody just woke him up and said, get on stage quick because they came out in, like, the robes and everything. <laughs> so they probably, you know, probably were a little tired. <laughs> 
Shelter. Wonder what that means. Shelter. Like I know what it means, but why do you name it? It's like my band. What's your name? Your band. House. House. <laughs> Shelter. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> is there something different in their their religion or something? I have no idea. No idea. Shelter. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what was cool on uh, Tuesday? I went to see Coldplay. Oh yeah, at, that's uh, right. MetLife so, yeah. Stadium. Yeah. And I uh, met Toby there and his son. Yeah, and uh, it, it was awesome, man. We had some good sing-alongs. I've you been mean, want, do you I've mean been, Giant Stadium? Giant Stadium. That's now it's right. called now it's called Met Life for some reason. Do you like shows like that? Real big shows. I never really was at maybe uh, maybe one. I, I can't even remember the last time I was at something that big. Yeah, but it was awesome. Yeah, I like when we sat in our seats. I was like, ah, this might this might be whack because we're so far, and you know yeah. what I mean. Dude, it didn't matter. It's like everyone's singing so loud. It's like you're on stage. You know what I mean? Like there's so much energy and uh, noise, crowd noise, but it's like in sync crowd noise. Who's you know? better, Coldplay or Muse? I would say Coldplay. Really? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I would really? Say yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Muse starts to sound all the same to me after a while. The way he sings, he I always sings Muse. the same. I love oh. Muse, but I would, if, you know. Coldplay all day. Wow. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I like Muse better. Yeah, me too. It's more variety in the sounds, I think. You know, but yeah. Yeah, it's a dip, it's they're similar Ding. but different. They're in different parts of the spectrum. Muse's vocals. Genre. They start to. They well, start what's the to difference wear on with you? like that's the similar thing between both is Coldplay and Muse is like this high pitch kind of yeah. Fairy but he sings this, like the way he sings. He holds things out long every single like. No, I'm doing a bad imitation. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not the vocalist. I lo- I love them both, but I've loved Coldplay for longer and more. So I love more, yeah, I love Coldplay. More, more records for to for me, longer, like Muse you know? was the rock version of Coldplay. Like, but then they started getting weird with their albums. But their few albums, they were they were like a rock band. Coldplay, Coldplay was a, almost like almost like folky a lot and just real mellow. They have like a lot of like catchy drug songs. addict music, you know and hippie crap destroying this whole country Trump would put him in jail if he could just give him another year Coldplay you're done you're never coming back in Muse is American at least <laughs> what they're from like good. I'm glad you had like fun two towns over glad you had a good time uh, Coldplay yeah that was great uh, it's funny seeing hardcore people outside of a hardcore setting you yeah. know yeah everybody sells out here now <laughs> Young Maximus came and uh, found me in a crowd, dude. Yeah? Yeah, I was like in a a sea of people. He was looking for you? uh, Yeah, he was looking for me, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and he gave me a hug. Well, he's such a wild dude. He's probably pushing people out of the way to get to you. He don't (laughs) care. Um, That was cool, man. It was really good. The whole family went, and uh, it was really, really fun time, man. That's great. We've been singing those songs together for years, you know? What's the best Coldplay song? Fix You. It's classic. That's a great song. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. And the scientist. That's that's my other favorite. How about that one? I want to live life and never be cruel. What song is that? Um, that's a great song. Damn, I can't remember that's the name a good of that. Jam. That's on parachutes, right? That's an old one. I have no clue. I don't know. I ain't, I'm not deep in it. You know what I mean? Let me see. Too busy yeah, playing that guitar. So looking that shit get up me. right now. That's <laughs> a great song. Nice. Sounds like you got a lot of fun. This guy's living the dream over here. So. You know, the rest of us are busting our ass, keeping things afloat. All we right. met up today. Had a pretty dope 
songwriting session. We wrote one song. And, uh, well, we we revised songs. We revised new some songs. new ones and heard some of your lyrics. Sounds good. Revised some new songs. Sounds good. And uh, I think uh, we're on the way to recording a pretty cool record. Good, good, I'm good. feeling it. I'm feeling it. What's the name of the record? Uh, I don't know. We kicked around some ideas. I don't want to give anything away yet, but mm. kicked around some ideas. Yeah. I really liked Kobayashi Maru, but I don't think people are really feeling that. Yes. <laughs> I think it's dope, but Kobayashi I don't think people Maru. are really feeling it. Yo, I forgot about that. Might be good. Uh, Yo, Evan's eyes lit up when you said that. He wants it bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want it? He, his eyes lit up because he's like, shit, I thought they forgot about it. Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> Yo, especially right now with William Shatner getting live on the internet. What's he doing? He's going after the social justice people. Oh, yeah? He's saying, I had enough of your crap. Oh, snap. I'm the original social justice warrior. I had the first interracial kiss on television. So you don't tell me, I tell you. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Ah. James T. Kirk. That's a hero, an American legend. Well, he's Canadian, maybe, but still. First interracial kiss, huh? I thought that was Harry Belafonte. No way. No way, Captain O'Hara Kirk. O'Hara and Captain Kirk, bro. Yeah. Give credit with credit. See, always, always trying to hate on the Trek. No, I, I did not. I and love the first the track. I just thought I always thought it was Harry Belafonte. And the first intergalactic kiss was Spock and uh, some other Ameri- uh, English broad. That was uh, remember. That's true. I don't know if that counts though, because we're not really getting down with aliens yet publicly, but you know, underneath. New Star Trek is coming soon, man. Yeah, but uh, now it's all glam and. It's supposed to be before the uh, Kirk times. Oh yeah. It's a generation before it's supposed to be. Set. So it's like right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know if that works. But like it's supposed that. to be before before Kirk. <laughs> That'd be good. It's Kirk's son. Like before, like you know, Mitchell the Kirk. generation maybe before like those dudes. Yeah. So it looks good. I mean, and a new Planet of the Apes is that already out? I think it. I think it is out already. Yeah. I saw Spider Man. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know what's going on with Spider Man, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, they, they had like a run like after that that Tobey Maguire left, that it was crap. Yeah, this was so good. They got rebooted. And uh, I saw Dunkirk last night. Yo, how was that? I heard that's sick, good. man. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. It's crazy. It's not again. You know, usually, our mo- our war movies are American. Yeah, movies, dude. What's up? You know if you're gonna mean? make a movie, don't make it some foreigners. That we had to save the English's ass. <laughs> how many times? Now we, we gotta. Have, we didn't have to save them. Oh, that's a big deal, man. So Dunkirk. usually they did one thing. Usually, that's the type of war movies we get. Is uh, you know, we're the American of heroes. Of course, this is America. But this was uh, this was pretty cool, man. This it was like how, the hero, the real, the heroes of the movie were like the citizens of of uh, yeah, Great foreign Britain. citizens. Great Britain. Meanwhile, <laughs> this is going on. Foreign is only Trump comes into play. Trump live. says America first. What does Hollywood do against Trump? They go against him. They make a foreign war movie. Never to be done before. Just in spite of Trump. All right, this is how bad people hate Trump. And it's ridiculous, Chris. It's people like you that are behind it. Ooh, Chris is outraged right I'm now. I'm outraged. I'm without words. You, what do you think of Trump? You still liking him? Oh, come on. After all the good stuff he's done? He's such a fucking maniac buffoon. Listen, the leader of the Boy Scouts called him up and said it was the best speech He's ever heard. Of course, that was a lie. Nah, well, yeah, for fake news, it was a lie. I know everything. Why is would fake Trump news? make that up? I know there I'll was no. Everything is fake. It's all a I lie. I understand things. I comprehend everything very is good. Well. It's that fake media, and they're treating him very unfairly. Why would he what say a fucking twat? Why would he say stuff that could be like proven so easily? Right? 
Yeah, no. Like yeah. that's it's there's numbers, numbers. Like he's like always misquoting <laughs> numbers. And Yo, like there's four of us here. We communicate plenty. That's like me saying, "Yo, Evan said that we're not practicing on Sunday." And then you go to the group text, and then you're says, like, "Oh, Evan, did you say that? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Rich, he didn't. Like it's so like at least do something that can't be proven." And then you or, reply, "That's a fake news. Yeah, that's a fake text. Yeah, that's a fake group text. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> yeah, he's a wild dude. Fuck him, Donald Trump, sucker. Trump, an intellectual. You know what though? He's a big dude. Is he really? Yeah, I'll punch him. It's in like the six stomach. three. Imagine that. It's like I'll punch him in punch the him stomach. stomach. Boof. Speaking of punching the stomach, his man girdle will pop off. You guys ready for Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather? Oh, Damn, so pumped, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm pumped. I, uh, you know, I don't think it's gonna be a good fight. I think it's gonna be a massacre. But Listen, I don't know. Maybe it should be. Conor McGregor's claiming he beat the crap out of. Paulie Malignaggi in sparring. And Paulie Malignaggi says that's bullshit. Exactly. He says fake media. Exactly. Fake news. But this is what we do know. Paulie Malignaggi didn't knock him down. Paulie Malignaggi didn't knock him out. Paulie Malignaggi is a two-weight title holder, world champion. Yeah, but if he's sparring with him, wouldn't that not be the point? But Just this, to this, knock him fucking senseless? According to all witnesses, this spar was the real deal. All right. You know, I don't know. Even Paulie was saying, Paulie had a black eye at the end of it. Well, I mean, you know, okay. I'm, no one's saying that McGregor's has no skill. But yo, how about that press conference that, that they had? Yeah, it was pretty wild. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Now, people get mad at a this. A world tour of shit talking. But this, a guy, a cocky, arrogant guy that has no respect for nobody. Curses at everybody. Talks about money nonstop. Fuck you to everybody. Shut your mouth. Written down his suit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Pinstripes. And he's loved. <laughs> he is loved. Now, if he were black and he was under 30 and he did everything exactly the same, how hated would he be right now in the climate of this country? He would be hated. Am I wrong or am I right? I think you're but right. listen, double standard, man. Floyd Mayweather is is him exactly, and, and he's Floyd hated. Mayweather is also very loved, though. He's By who? hated and he's also loved. By who? People love Floyd Mayweather. They don't come out. That's for damn sure. Some people think he's the greatest thing ever, and they love his cockiness and they you love the shit talking. Tens of thousands of people come to these press conferences, and he can't get one clap. He can't get one fucking clap. I hear that, but he, listen, Connor who's, goes who's and coming says, to the thing, though? Connor, <laughs> we know who goes to these things, man. You get any any Irish event, Irish under, people come out in droves to support their dude. I honestly, I know people that like Floyd as a boxer. And but English, I, and English people. And I don't, I don't know anybody that likes Floyd, but I know people that like Floyd as a boxer. Because how can you not like him? I've been in arguments for years about... Floyd Mayweather, like I, people definitely love Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. I, I don't. I think, just uh, think his fans aren't the kind of people who go to press conferences and cheer for for a press conference. They're definitely people who buy pay per views. Yeah, I think know? I think people buy pay per views to see him get beat. Uh, you're probably right. That's but why I did every pay per view I buy ever it to see him to win. Also, I I want Floyd Mayweather to beat the crap out of him. That's most likely should happen, but I feel like I can't lose. Because I'd have joy from seeing either of them catch a beating. 
the thing is, I already saw Conor McGregor catch a beating, so I was satisfied. So I kind of want to see Floyd catch one because he's so cocky and arrogant, but he is so good. And I just don't think Conor has the right to talk like he's talking. Mm-mm. After three losses, an average MMA career to this point, decent, you know, not great at all, but decent. Above average, you should say, maybe, right? Yeah, he's maybe. probably above average. What's he like, three? Not, not elite, but he's above average. Yeah. yeah. But he has tricked the whole planet into thinking he should be fighting the greatest fighter in modern history. He tricked him. <laughs> and how did he trick him? By screaming and yelling and just being in your face and telling you you're wrong. Just like this president did. He tricked everybody True. into thinking, I'm qualified for this. I'll be the best at this. I'm better than them. They, I know more than them. I should be here. And people believe that just by talking loud and crazy, that shows you the mentality of people, how easily misled they are. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's easily, led, easily, easily misled. misled. A lot of people don't have the time to like unpack or drill down on any of these statements or chase them up. But they do have time. But I don't believe that Some shit. Some people do. I mean, we could look at time. Them. We've always said, everybody sitting here has said over and over again, when we listen to him talk, it's like looking at the kid who didn't do the book report. It's so obvious to me that he doesn't have a fucking clue well, yeah. to what's going but on. That he's it's just not obvious shit. to other people. But it's not obvious so to So how people. is it obvious to you and you take no time? You just know just by hearing them and other people hear and fall into the spell. It's his delivery. There's so much congestion. It's like I'm listening. To, I'm analyzing as he's talking. I'm listening to his sentence structure. So you're smarter than other no, people? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm coming from a different angle. So I'm just paying. I'm saying, what is he saying? Is he, is he congruent if through the, throughout a paragraph that he says, let's say? And he's not. He contradicts himself three sentences away. If you if you track him, this if you're is, not just on long flight, if you're not on the flow with him, that's just that's fine. That's a fine theory. You know? But I'm going to tell you what it is. There's all different reasons, but the biggest percentage. There's something in the basement written. It says nothing in life respects weakness. Nothing in nature. No, nothing in nature respects weakness. Yeah, but he's not strong. Listen, it doesn't matter. It's just a prescription. He's like a, it does, a That doesn't matter. When it's a person on the TV screen, you don't physically know this person. You never shook their hand. Well, you never went toe-to-toe with them. So nothing in nature respects weakness. I don't mean They don't strength. see weakness because he's screaming, because he's yelling. It's that simple. That's how low level and common the average person is. All you got to do is yell your way in. If a guy shows up to your job... Let's say you got six carpenters, and he's the foreman, and he starts yelling and screaming. People are going to fall in line, aren't they? Yeah. Almost all of them are going to fall right in line. Uh, but I would say if it's a boss, someone you know who's in charge. You don't know this guy. Came one day, but he's yelling and screaming. Now a guy comes, and he's real nice. Oh, if you could, uh, do you mind uh, if you could just right before lunch? It's just, yeah, all right, fruit. I'm not doing nothing for you. Hey, you better do it. You're sorry. You're sorry. Oh, my God. Did you see the new guy? Hurry up. That's the common man. We come from the hardcore scene. We hate everything. We hate any kind of uh, authority. So it's a little different. I'll just talk about common people, though. They don't respect weakness. In this case, the appearance of weakness. Conor McGregor does not appear weak. He appears so confident. Extremely. like Almost like he believes he could beat this guy. Hands down. And same with Trump. He appears so confident. It's that simple. Chris, look at Chris. He's not even listening. He don't care. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree, but it's just like I just don't think that when I see Trump, he doesn't inspire me to to say, "Wow, that's a guy who's he's powerful. He's a commander. He understands. Like he talks, and you and I get the distinct feeling he doesn't understand. I don't, I don't think he ever talks from a, a you know a position of authority or command." Oh yeah, I, I just don't. I, I look at him. I'm like, this guy's a fucking. So then, bag. what is the deal with all his followers? Are they just dumb? I, I don't think they're just dumb. I think they just want to believe. They want to believe that they want to believe his shit. Like he makes it so sound so great. What I'm gonna do? And people are like, yeah, yeah. And Chris, hoping, is there any way you could be wishful wrong. thinking in a lot of ways? Is there any way you could be wrong about him? I, listen, six months in. No, 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 no. I don't know. Yes or no? Is there any way you could be There's wrong? There's always a possibility you could be wrong, but so far he's he has been lackluster at best. Lackluster at best. A menace. A menace. To, how's Wall Street doing? Oh, but you know what it is? It's how's the, the stock the, market doing? But how does that affect the average person from an economic less standpoint? Less and less immigrants trying to get in here every day. Why aren't you talking about that? If it's his perception, I don't know. We're gonna see how it, we'll see how it pans out. All right, let's go back to. I'm the not seeing thing. anything. Who great. wins? He hasn't done anything. It has no monumental achievement. Listen, listen, stop he's dissing done. your president. They, he controls. He controls. His party controls he every controls aspect you. of government. He's passed zero meaningful legislation. Executive orders to roll back regulations. Yes. Is he dismantling some of the institutions? Yes. Secretly behind it, while he while we have the Trump circus. Yeah, so there's other damage happening, but him as a person, as a legislator, as an agenda, lackluster. He, had, like, of course, couldn't, you couldn't have it. Ha- but what I'm saying is, what kind of commander has everything given to them? This man of power, you have everything is paid for you in gold, and you can't fucking get out of your own no, no, way. No, 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 Chris, you're a fool. You're talking fool. about a man who's anti-establishment. Anti-establishment. Going against. I know, I know, I know. They want to deconstruct the administrative state. I know. I, I know all Illuminati, about it. Single-handedly. I, I know. I know. And aliens, and we have. No, a, no, a, no. A now see, fake. now he's. He's going Illuminati. against a whole society of child molesters. I know. They he, all have something to lose. Republicans and Democrats. He's taking them down one by one across the world. I know. What, he what won't a, even what give credit where credit is due. He won't even give credit where credit is due. Listen. <laughs> so far, like I said, if you really think about what he's done, he hasn't been challenged in any way remotely. When it happens, he no. can't get out of his own way. He, you can't get out of your own way. He lumbers under his own momentum. Are you guys mad because you still you thought he'd be impeached like a month ago? No, and he's still chilling. it's not even that. I'm saying just <laughs> look at what he can stay four years. He's still he should chilling. stay four years. He should stay four years and wreak maximum havoc. That's what he should There's do. There's no havoc yet. Plenty of havoc. What? What happened? You, you, he's, it's just a slow no, no, erosion. No. Don't stutter. What happened? I'm not stuttering. Give me a break. <laughs> what happened? Stutter. Nothing yet. That's oh, what. you but just said plenty of havoc. He hasn't been challenged on the way All where right, well, it would have to be a bad. meaningful challenge. I thought challenge. you said there's been plenty of havoc. So I it, said what internal, happened? You look at the White House, it's just a mess. According to reports on CNN, yeah. All right, maybe. Uh, and and where are these wrong. sources from? Uh, uh, what do they call them when it, there's no source? Okay, it, it, well, anonymous sources. Anonymous sources. Okay, let's just see, let's see when it when the challenge comes up. Like so far, we can just say his legislative agenda. He can't marshal his own party to pass it when you control the Senate and the House when and the, the majority of governorships across the country. There's nothing. There's so either, yeah, but listen, either it's him or his party is is an apt when it comes fairness, to government. In fairness, he's a Republican in name only. Correct. So then either he's he sided with people who are at He's going against everybody. He went into the Republican uh, running, just dissing the shit out of every Republican in sight. He's not like, you're like acting like the Republicans love him and they're going to hook him up. They're not going to no, do that. of course. But you know, he sided with them, but yet he has them. And nom- he nominally or not. Them. He did what? Whether it's nominal or not, 
He, that's the party he's representing. He did what Bernie he Sanders did. He did it. what Ron he Paul did. He has every aspect under his control. And yet, six months in, the most important time when he's supposed to push your legislative agenda ahead, this fucking guy flounders around pulling this pud, fucking tweeting. He has zero, zero. His that's because biggest thing. I'm going to repeal Obamacare. A whole group Still here of Republicans and Democrats against him. Of course, it's hard. Even he's when not. They were following his ass lockstep. No, they were defending never, never his happened. ass. That was never happened. What? You would think it was a grand mutiny against he, them? I think they, Mitch McConnell no. was fucking contorting this himself is, into a pretzel let to me, get to fucking cover this fucking fucking jack off. Let it's me school, let me school you guys on what the Republicans thought was going to happen. They seen him as an empty vessel. Yeah, we know. No, I didn't tell you yet. <laughs> what they thought would happen is this: they're going to get in. They see his popularity. They see his draw. They see the horrible candidate. That the Democrats pushed in and how they the Democrats went against their own people to push her in and push out the favorite. So they said, should we do the same thing? Should we push out Trump and put in our favorite Ted Cruz? Lion Ted. Nah. Let this guy get in. Guess what? He picks Pence as a vice president. Best case scenario. They say, this guy's such a buffoon. He's going to get himself in trouble. And guess what? Our boy's right there in the shadow. Waiting. It's all a plan by the Republicans. They love it. You act like the Republicans got Trump's back. Nobody has Trump's back. He's a solo warrior. Well, I mean, it, p- perhaps at the at the <laughs> hot listen at the highest echelon of let's say don't the try Senate, to throw words in there to confuse maybe, us. But I see plenty of fucking uh, fucking you know your local fucking congressmen and they're they fucking marching in lockstep. House representatives no, lockstep. Not. Nobody's marching lockstep. You got a handful. A How few, excited were you when Comey? Two voices screaming in the wilderness, screaming in the wind, Republicans, and the rest of them are fucking cowering, cowering, healing to this fucking How guy. How excited were you when Comey was under? When, uh, when I'm not excited, but I think it's a fucking you national thought Trump embarrassment. You was done that day, and I he wasn't. I think it's an embarrassment. I think he's he, bad for business. I don't like him either, but he survived you know, everything they threw at him so And he far. could. So listen, and if there isn't, awesome. So if there was no collusion, now, now you figured it out. Great. Let's move it along. But I just don't have faith in him as an individual. I don't believe he has the fucking abilities to take it in rationally, take yeah, the good right. advice, and you know, and bring something to bear on the situation. You look at him. I don't. You just don't see that in the way he handles his business, the way he approaches things. He's a he billionaire. Speaks. Listen, it, that that if, if we could end the myth, right he's a billionaire now of the businessman who could run uh, run a country because governance. Is completely different than the private sector, where you you have to answer to shareholders. Completely, Not no, slightly. Millions, hundreds of millions of people, and then other countries who are dependent on you. This guy is in no position to even extrapolate on three dimensional chess. This motherfucker can't play tic tac toe. Okay, listen, that's fine and good. I don't like Trump, but the way you're talking is ridiculous. Barack Obama came in. He was barely a senator for any amount of time. Before that, he was a community Correct, but he, leader, he, and somehow he did it. But a guy who has been the head of a, a multi-billion dollar business for 30 plus years, there's no chance he has. But the community leader from Chicago, he well, can you know do what it. I'll tell you? But there's a way L- I'm just saying, angle. be honest. I am being honest. I'm looking at Trump's long sorting history of, you know, a braggadocio and hot wind and very little substance, even in his business dealings. What a farce that is. He pawns himself off that he's some, he's some genius. I'm a business genius. He found bankrupt six times. He used, thank God for... 
Thank God for the loopholes and the tax fucking the tax the way tax is structured that he could he could exist. Thank God for bailouts. <laughs> Chris, he's not like he got. It. I look, I made, it. I never lost anything. Yo, six Chris, times. Chris, Chris, it's a swindler. Is it is it possible? You know I, that yeah. going declaring bankruptcy was the smart strategic the, move. It, it, it might have been good strategic. Okay, thank you. And then. lucky, it's good. It's set up for him because if it wasn't, yeah, yo, sure. He'd be out. And he'd why be is out. it set up for him? Because he gave the right money to the right politicians throughout the years. We, I, and we, what were these politicians' we names? That he has a Hillary certain, Clinton? Bill he has Clinton? A certain, he has a certain understanding of the real politic of how, how oh, it works. Oh, now he has an now, understanding. This doesn't, but this doesn't make him able to be a strategist on the world stage. This, this, this don't. So how did Barack Obama do it then? Listen, when you have, I, you, you have to go and look into the cabinet. <laughs> and people, listen, it's not only the one president. They don't make, he's not an emperor. So there's a cabinet, there's an infrastructure that's associated that helps him, that helps any president. All right, listen. We're not living in feudal times where the king is. Bottom well line, I don't like the guy. There's an infrastructure that has to help him. I don't, I don't like even know if his cabinet and all those other picks are even worth even their own salt. Look at some of the picks he put in. Bottom line, uh, I don't like the guy, but I think you're being very unfair towards him. Of course, I'm being unfair to him. Everybody's, what? Unfair, everybody's unfair to him. Remember, I, I will everybody say, treats him unfair. If I can uh, cut in, this has been fascinating watching the two of you go back and forth. The entire time that you were arguing, Chris has chocolate cake smeared all over his ear. He does, and it's <laughs> absolutely. Oh, if you I would do. just do a favor, oh, turn your head to the side oh, there, Chris. No, the other way. That's incredible. It's all over the head. So yeah. my favorite thing about this argument was watching Chris <laughs> argue with we chocolate cake. We can't even take him serious. Exactly. Chocolate cake on his head. He's a he's a, a snowflake Democrat. He can't even clean his there face by himself. Chocolate oh, cake. You know what it is? It isn't. It's the. Uh, Listen, enough of that crap. Back to what I'm asking. It's the, uh, I want a prediction. The headphones falling apart. I want a prediction of the fight. Joe first. I say uh, Floyd Mayweather. I say sixth round knocks him out. Knockout. Yeah, Evan. I have no idea. I don't follow. Come on, you know a little bit. Just say what I said. Uh, whatever Joe said. Ah. <laughs> he's, my, he's my leader. <laughs> Chris. I would think that Floyd Med- Floyd Mayweather is going to have the advantage on him. But come on, more detail though. You watch boxing all the time. Come I on. Do. I think that Floyd is. I think he's he's going to dodge him. Most of his punches, he might land a couple. Yo, know, you could always get the lucky punch and crack him and, and you know, put him out. But I think Floyd is going to outclass him and not be on a technical level. So a decision. And his hands are quick. I think that it, it at minimum a decision. He may get fucking punched right out. Okay. I predict a decision. Floyd Mayweather wins, and it was close enough that they could have another fight. Oh god! Because there's so much money to be gained, potentially half a billion dollars. For Mayweather. Now, do you think he'll just go in there and demolish the guy, even if he can, if he could get another payday like that next year? Uh, yeah, I think he would. Yeah? You yeah. don't think that Floyd Money Mayweather wants more money? Yeah, I do. But in the heat of the moment and all of the shit that Connor was talking. And yeah, but. Trying to embarrass him in front of a crowd. Like, you, you can't do that to a, a man like yeah, Floyd Mayweather. I don't, I don't have enough respect for Mayweather to think that he's that kind of man. I don't respect either of them really, but uh, I think it might. I think his it, pride as a fighter, if it's not will that, not, will I not allow so. him I to, hope, to I hope show he goes, restraint. I hope they both go in there to win it. But there's so much money on the line, and it's already really at the end of the day, it's a meaningless fight. Yeah, and there's so much money on the line, it's hard. You know, would it be hard to resist? I mean, could you resist? It will it? be. It's meaningless unless Floyd loses. If Floyd loses, it's not meaningless anymore. If Floyd loses and is close, he's got another $500 million coming. $500 million. It's not meaningless. 
I'm just saying his impeccable record. No, yeah, sure. He's, I hope I hope they smirks, go in there. If they know? go in there with intentions to win, I'm predicting a TKO, technical knockout, ref stops it, Floyd Mayweather battering fucking Connor in round eight. And the ref says, enough's enough. You look like a sucker. I hope Connor gets smashed out. I always go with the American anyway. I'm not like these other racist anti-Americans out there that are cheering for this pink Irishman, even though they, they're born right here in the United States. They should be ashamed of themselves. Let's go to another topic. Um, I had something. Oh, you know what? We got a really good... Chicken butt. Um, let me see here. We got a good... Uh, the question. Question from a longtime listener. What do they want to know about me? Show. Be mindful of the time, boys. Be mindful of the no, time. Oh, shut up, you. I'm saying the card. Come on. Shut up, you. You already the called card, trouble. Come on. I'll mind you upside your head. Oh, damn. You know what? Oh, shit. You know, I recently switched my, my uh, phone to. Oh, look. Someone says, Is this feminine? That's feminine. Yeah, it is. For yeah, real though. Men in the gym on the elliptical. I yes. use the elliptical. Damn, <laughs> come see me. Get close to the mic. I use the elliptical. Come see me. Every, that about doesn't it. mean it's come not feminine because you it's use it. It's feminine. Men on the elliptical. Yes. See, I don't know because first elliptical, of all, tell me, I'm not positive what an elliptical is. It's like a cross a between a machine? stairmaster and a and a treadmill. Oh, dude, it's like it's like a in between a stairmaster. If you're not and a going treadmill. through rehab. It's feminine because you're paying to go on this thing in front of an audience and march around in your shorts with your thighs flexing up and down. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Mirrors everywhere. It's ridiculous. Go well, for a walk. So is a gym membership feminine? That's just being yes. A member I already went through gym? that. I already went through that. Unless you're a professional athlete, yes. Like so what? staying in shape in a no, gym? No, not at all. Like why? Why is that feminine? Just somebody wants to stay in shape. Evan, where do you live? East Strasburg. How many floors is your house? Uh, three. Okay. Do you have steps, I assume, yeah. in there or an elevator? Steps. Okay. Thank you. Walk up and down your steps. Oh, Save money. God. Stop going in front of a bunch of other men looking like a fruit. <laughs> I like the elliptical. I'm on? sure you do. I'm Chris, comfortable in my uh, masculinity. Anthony, what are you doing over here? Showing pop something? Anthony's giving me notes. Oh, come on. He wants a cheat, cheat, cheat sheet. He's like the director. You know, he's the producer. <laughs> uh, who who asked that question? That was uh, Stam Drew Stam on Drew. Instagram. What do you think, Stam Joe? Feminine Drew. or not? No, or it's not even. No, no it's not. not feminine. You guys are getting soft. <laughs> that's not feminine. I mean, when you do this, like hard. I words. think it's cool. Uh, anything you do to, to you know keep your body strong, yeah, keep your sure, body in, but in shape. When you can do it a, on your own, a man should be on like. You ever see Mel Gibson, like, you know, in those movies? Like, that's how you live, man. Like, jumping off of. No, you're just like, yo. Buildings. You're alone in your house until a helicopter comes for you. <laughs> and that's it. Jesus. That's a man. You got no, steps. I like Walk it. up and down the steps. I like because I have a bad knee. Well, you're so. very social. You like talking to yeah. the people and this. But and no, that's a lot true. of girls elliptical is uh, is easier on your on your knees and your lower back. Some nah. people have a lot of problems. If you're in, you like know? I said, if you're in rehab, I understand. If you're not. It's just like bench pressing in front of other people. Like, what kind of shit is that? You know what I mean? Jeez, <laughs> bench man. Pressing. Jesus. Ooh, ooh, and dudes in the gym that make noise. What the fuck? <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Yo, you know what? 
today there was like these, you know everybody's like from New Jersey, New York, driving around here on a Sunday to going home. Two different guys. I went to the grocery store. <coughs> you can see they don't know where they're going. They like stop in the middle of the road and they're looking around. Like, like in their car? Yeah. yeah. Like because they're kind of lost. If I'm lost, I pull over, figure it out. What the fuck are they doing? I hate that. There's a guy right in front, like just to get into this. Like I could have smashed them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just to turn into my, like make a left on this road, whatever it's called right here. He stopped short, and I, w- I couldn't tell he was stopped short until I was real close. I, in my head, I'm like, wow, I'm gaining on this dude. Wow, what the hell? And I'm like, he's like looking left and right. I had a crazy Asian woman do that on the Garden State Parkway. Crazy Asian. Crazy Aww. Asian. She came to almost probably about five or six miles an hour. I came up on her. I'm like, what the? F-? Slammed on my brakes. The guy next to me slammed on his brakes. And the greatest part of it was after we avoid hitting her, we pull up next to her, and she's literally like, didn't even realize she almost caused a yeah. three car pile up behind her. And then she just yeah, started speeding up again. But for you to say crazy Asian is racist, how do you know? It's she just, was a crazy maybe Asian. Maybe it was somebody who didn't have their contacts in, bro. Like it just squinting or something. She you had know. a shirt on that said <laughs> crazy Asian. Come on, uh, we know how Asians drive. Let's be oh, real. I got, a, oh, I got a question for Richie. All right, what's going on? From Alicia Clement. What's up, baby? Thank how you, you doing, for the You sound beautiful, question. baby. Hey, guys. Glad to hear the show is back up and running. Oh, great. Good, she good. knew that Thank we were going to do this today, I guess. I have a question for Richie. Where do you think humanity... This is because of a, a uh, statement you made before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Where do you think humanity would be as a whole without the knowledge the space programs have given us? Don't you think it's imperative for human enlightenment to understand what is beyond our environment? Also, well, let's answer that one first, then we'll do part B. What did I say? You were dissing the, uh, why do we got to go to space? You're saying some crazy shit about space. Okay. This is what happens when you just talk and you don't actually have any conviction about what you're saying. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to answer Just read that again for me. Okay. Uh... Where do you think humanity would be as a whole without the knowledge the space programs have given us? Don't you think it's imperative for human enlightenment to understand what is beyond our environment? Okay, let's stop right there. What has the space program given us? Chris, off the top of your head, what has the space program given us? Well, we... It's it all some of the stuff also trickles back down from that. Uh, Can you name me one product, please? Velcro. Velcro, okay, thank you. Yeah. Tang. uh, Tang, wow, Tang. okay, wow. Yeah. Well, computing, CERN, CERN laboratories, CERN laboratories. Oh, but this is stuff that you know. Okay, is pushing moon rocks. So we got Tang, we got moon, moon rocks. rocks, we got CERN laboratories. We got what, what's that? Velcro, incredible. We got CERN laboratories. Now read the question one more time. Don't you think, or from the top, where yeah. do you think humanity would be as a whole without the knowledge the space programs have given us? Don't you think it's imperative for human enlightenment to understand what is beyond our environment? Okay. Now, what enlightenment was achieved from any of those products or happenings that you just mentioned? Listen, we None. just mentioned off the top of our heads None. Velcro and Tang. Don't judge there the space no program on Velcro and Tang. There's space None. suits that you can shit in. and Yeah, sure. You could, there's a lot of tricks that they, they figured out. Goods for science. But for, is human enlightenment? What does enlightenment mean? Well, the quest... For humanity. Exactly. Explore. We're exploring space. That's a human drive. Oh, shit. It all we comes explore, back to shelter. The first guy made a raft and went back to shelter. See? Human enlightenment. I don't really see what enlightenment the space program brought us. Mankind, before we went to the moon till now, 
is not more enlightened. He's more sophisticated. He's more technological. He's colder. There's no doubt about that. But is he enlightened? Not at all. Maybe even less enlightened. Less time with family. More time on his product, his phone, brought to you by NASA. More time there. More time in the fake world. Less time in reality. I argue enlightenment has decreased since the space program. Anti-enlightenment space program? Mm. Enlightenment comes from relationships, connections, conversations, touching, hugging, loving one another. All of these things has drastically declined. <laughs> but as a species, Yo, we're no. about to leave our planet. We've, no, we're but listen. conquering, not conquering, but we're exploring. Our curiosity is driving us what makes us human to explore to be. That's I space, don't think, I the don't final think, frontier. That's great. I don't think the space program necessarily has brought hum- humanity enlightenment. The age of enlightenment was before the, spro- the space program was, you are uh, correct, Joe. You are correct. Was ever even a concept. The age of enlightenment is the wonderment about what is out there, okay? Humankind wondering about what's going on in other environments and in, in our environment. We're still, the age of enlightenment is in the ocean. It's in the air we breathe. It's in everything. There's still studies of all biology that we do not fully understand. So, that we're still kind of in the age of enlightenment, but I don't think the space program necessarily sparked a new age of enlightenment. Yeah. I think the age of enlightenment started when man discovered fire, when man discovered uh, the wheel, centrifugal force. Now, as I said, though, do you think gravity that enlightenment, true enlightenment, has increased generation to generation or recently started to decrease? Um, I think it's. The overwhelmingly decreased. Thank but, you. But in in the areas that it's increased in the in cer- certain pockets that it has increased, it's increased exponentially. Good word. Yes. Thanks, Chris. Decreased. I mean, we look. We got a reality TV star's president. Is that enlightenment? No. When did that happen? No, Before or after the beginning of the space program? It happened just after Obama killed the space program. I wonder what my original statement was, though. I'd love to know. Okay, what's the rest of this? All right, so the second part of Alicia's question here. Also, Joe, there is a documentary called Room 237 that mentions a theory that Stanley Kubrick had directed the footage for the lunar space landing, and that apparently he drops hints while making The Shining. I don't believe it, but it was a pretty interesting watch. Thank you, guys, and hope you are all well. Alicia from Indiana. Thank you, Alicia. I appreciate the question. That's pretty dope. I've actually seen Room 237. Good. Uh, it's interesting. It's kind of hard to follow. All, Stanley Kubrick's a, a real weird guy. Very weird. And um, he would do weird things in movies like, like, all right, he's shooting a scene and there's a clock behind the person who, you know, the, the, the person talking. And then he cuts away to another uh, actor and then he cuts back to that and the clock is like three hours ahead like shit like that and why I don't know supposedly it was clues like who the fuck could follow these well, a clues lot of people don't, and figure out something because yeah. of that you know what I mean a lot of people don't believe Stanley Kubrick was involved in the hoax moon landing but before he died he told me something and uh, oh you what? knew Stanley Kubrick <laughs> before he passed away did he pass away? I'm not even sure. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Google it just in no, case. No, isn't he out of the country because he was... No, that's Roman Roman Polanski. Before I say the statement, make sure he's dead. Otherwise, it'll look bad. Uh, but before see. he died, he said he was completely responsible for the hoax moon landing. Okay, Ashley? Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> now who knows? I know. I know Kubrick. Where were you? You were in Kubrick? Vietnam. I was there. Who knows Kubrick? Like Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick died March 7th, 1999. Exactly. He told me on March 6th. I think it was 99, maybe. He came clean before he died, old Kubi. I called him Kubi. We used to golf. Kubi J, I used to call him, Shoot actually. He used to smoke a lot. I used to say, hey, Kubi J, he smoke a J-bone, you know. He was cool, but he said, yo, Rich, I'm like, what's up? Want to go to McDonald's? I said, yeah, all right, let's go. I got no money. He said, ah, I got it. I know the guy. He said, all right, we'll go. Rich, I got to tell you something. I was like, yeah. You, he's like, you ever heard about the moon landing? And at the time, I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't even know. You were like, like, we landed on the yeah. moon? I was like, no, I don't know about it. <laughs> he said, yeah, we, at one time, we landed on I was like, oh, that sounds fake to me. He's like, Rich, exactly. He's like, you know what I do, right? You know I'm in the movie biz? I said, yeah. He's like, if you ever see footage, it's me. I did it. He actually is the guy in the mask, he told me. He got the hood on. There's some kind of helmet or something, I think. I never saw the footage, but. Guy mm. with a helmet on, he's that's Stanley Kubrick. Mm. All right, next question. Interesting. That's pretty crazy. cool. Getting <laughs> crazy text. <laughs> crazy text over here. See, my shit is blown up. This is not going out live, is it? Because I'm getting death threats over here. I think the NSA might be listening to you. Fuck the NSA. Come and get it. No suckers allowed. That's the NSA I know. What else is going on? Uh, let's see here. I'm sweating is hot in here, right? Yeah, it's really hot in here. Damn. Got the central AC, but I didn't push the button. My own ragu. Okay, we got one here. Mm, I don't know if I want to read this. Is it uh, humiliating for Evan or Chris? If so, we have to read it. We owe it to the fans. If it's humiliating to me, please don't read it. <laughs> All right. Chris Bolt says, just wanted to start off saying I enjoy the podcast and all the shit talking that comes with it. So maybe these two questions can incite some more. So now that hardcore is probably as mainstream as it's ever been, thanks to the Internet. Do you guys think the Internet has done more good or damage to hardcore in general? For example, the whole yeah, I'm not going to tell that. Uh, do you think? Do you guys think the internet has done more good or damage to hardcore in general? You know, I got the same. Somebody filmed it. The same question they filmed me and Stickman and access one of the same questions. Who asked this question? This is a man named Chris Bolt. Okay, I don't know. Oh, the real fast dude from uh, Jamaica. That's Usain. Uh, what do you guys think, Chris? You have no opinion, I'm sure, but let me ask you anyway. Well, I think I could put something together for this. Oh, all right. Oh. Huh. Well, no, you know, I think it's a it's, it's a double edged sword, like all the internet. It's been like there's never been as much information available. If you want to research hardcore as a, as a topic and get into bands, obscure bands, it's it's available for you now. You know, the negative side is not everybody can get get on there and talk mad shit and go crazy and just fill it up with uh, worthless information. You hmm. know, so it's a resource that you have to mine it the right way. I think. Well, mine it. I like interesting. that. Mine it. I don't think the shit talking is the the negative part because people talk shit before the internet anyway. You know what I mean? I think the the positive is that you have access to all hardcore everywhere on the planet. So I've heard of cool bands from Thailand, 
you know what I mean, that I never would have ever heard of before the internet. Yeah, I've heard of, you know, and that goes for everywhere. There's there's bands now popping up in, in Africa, in Nairobi. Oh, yeah, what's their name? Uh, Ungatawa. Fake Ung- news! Uh, <laughs> You're lying! So, no, there really is, man. There's like a hardcore scene in Kenya. Their name is... Not- <laughs> uh, thanks to our friend Rico, who's really yeah. pushing, no, you're right. pushing, pushing, you know. Go ahead, go ahead. And um, there's hardcore bands that we've met and toured with from Australia, Crown Kings, you know, uh, yeah. Cold Ground, friends of ours. There's um, whatever. So you have access to the worldwide hardcore scene. So that is a huge bonus. I think probably worth more than all the negatives. Okay, but. The, the one glaring negative is that people who might go to a show don't have to go to the show. Mm. Where before, if you wanted to hear this music and you wanted to be a part of the scene, you had to go to the show. But there's people who are still somehow a part of a hardcore scene and they never, ever, ever, ever go to shows. They just comment on shit after the show happens and Makes they sense. comment and they it, it seems like they were there they were a part of it but they're not they don't actually have to show up they're like uh little tourists like scene tourists yeah and yeah they, they don't actually contribute anything but they're always the loudest on the internet usually they do negatively chirp. they do chirp. towards whoever they chose that month yeah you know? So so I see that as the biggest negative. The shit talking, eh, people everybody talks shit. Joe that, says that it's happens. a huge a huge boner. Oh no bonus. Evan, huge bonus or 50-50 or a negative? Uh, I think overall it's good, but it just comes with a lot of annoyance. You know, like, if you're not annoyed by these people, then it's good. But if you let it get to you... Do you remember shows at CC's or Spanky's, okay? Yeah. Where there were people who would never come into the show. They would sit in the parking lot and talk shit. Yeah. And never, ever I, I know a few people I can name. And never go into the show. <laughs> Yeah, totally. They would never watch a band. They would just sit in the parking lot and talk shit on the people going in, on the band that's playing, whatever. Those are the those are the people. They're they're on the fringe. They don't really represent the thing that you love. They're not even actually a part of it. It's just an annoyance on the way into the show. You have to go through this, you know, this little throng of weirdos that sits out on their car hoods and talks shit about what's going on inside. Wilkes Baron Scranton had a huge group <laughs> yeah. of those people. Yeah, there was so they were the group. original message board people. Yeah, but the yeah. message board we'll just happened the to be the, lot people. the trunk of their car in the parking lot. Yeah. Now you guys are leaving one thing out though about a negative. The negative is you don't have to buy music. Yeah, that's another negative. Yeah, that's another negative. Well, it's positive for the listeners. For fans of the music, it's positive for them that you build up your library one day. We just showed what side of the fence we're a, on. A library that would have taken me 15 years to build up, they could literally get in three hours sitting behind a computer right now, all for free. Yo, I, I'm i going to read this on Instagram. Someone just... I put We're, we're doing a split 7-inch uh, with Madball people. Madball, If you Madball. don't know this, Wisdom and Chains and Madball are doing a split 7-inch. I can't believe it. It's pretty fucking dope. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. really a, a dream come it. true. And um, so I put up a post on Instagram the other day, and this is what someone commented. Is there somewhere I can get the song as a download, or do I got to buy it? You cocksucker. He fucking commented. Name that. who it is. Name he who put, it is. He Let's... put that on my th- I'm not going to say his name, but like, <laughs> he, he, you, can, you can go to my Instagram, xmadjoex, and 
look at the uh, the the album cover of Wisdom and Chains Madball Split Seven Inch and just scroll through the comments and you'll see it. It's unfucking believable. He asked me, "Is there somewhere I can get the song as a download, or do I gotta buy it?" Yeah, geez. that's so disrespectful. Well, maybe, maybe he meant that Crazy. he could buy it as a download, like you know, it's going to be available digitally. No, yeah, that's I don't not think what, that's he what he meant, Chris. I don't think that's what he meant because he said, or do I gotta buy it? He said, or do I gotta buy it? Well, it'll be available on iTunes, and uh, you could have a, if you buy the seven inch, it'll have a download code inside. Imagine but, going, yeah, this is a it's it's not totally common, but it's common enough where people. Are insulted if they can't find it easily for free. Yeah. But I'm sure after a short amount of time, it'll be on the internet somewhere for free. And of course, that sucks for us because it costs money to make. But you know what can we do? Imagine going into a restaurant and the the restaurant bought the raw meat, and you just go in the back and say, "Yo, can I have a steak or do I got to buy it?" it?" You know, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Somehow, somehow, it's that. Do I got to buy it? So the internet for the listener is incredible. It's got for hardcore listeners. It's incredible. Somebody just mentions, "Hey, did you ever hear Judges first? No. Two seconds later, dude, I got it. It's pretty dope. We didn't have that kind of thing. We'd be like, no. Now we're searching the whole East Coast for it, driving to record stores. We finally find it on the way home. We get mugged for it. The guy gives us three stitches under the eye. I subscribe to Apple Music. I subscribe to Spotify. I know before, you do. You're okay? a traitor. I tell you all the time. And I listen to I listen to shit on there. And if it's something that's a hardcore band, especially, and I like it, I buy it immediately. From where? From iTunes. Hmm. Or yeah. wherever you Yo, buy it, I don't on, know. On that Apple Play, you could download. You pay. I mean, you could download. I pay a subscription every albums, month yeah. to, yeah, to that, be able to listen. That doesn't help. No, doesn't help the bands no. at all. No. I, I pay a subscription to be able to listen. But if it's a hardcore band and they come out with a new album, I buy it. Well, check it out. Even if I didn't hear it yet, I buy it. iTunes is changing the format to streaming pretty soon. Well, it might take a little while, but then just won't even be selling it on there. It's going to be just like monthly payment or whatever the fuck you do, and it'll be a wrap for that small source of income. To uh, rejuvenate expenses from recording music, it's crazy. It's a cold time for musicians. One other thing about the internet that's negative, though, is the way people can um, ruin someone else's reputation mm, yeah. so easily. Back in the day, you could talk shit, and it would be in like a little circle, you know, and and spread rumors. And the next town over, they don't know. Now you see people. I see it all the time on message boards. People go on with a half. Uh, a story that they heard five steps down the road and they spread it on that message board. Then you see it reposted on another message board, you know, cyber bullies. And then what's, the what's crazy is are real. Yeah. And you can, then when you Google that person's name, that's out there now forever. If you go on a Google search and you search so-and-so from whatever band or whatever, if that poor guy s- ever tries to run for president. Well, yeah. I mean, I've seen dudes reputations ruined and it was complete bullshit. And yeah. there's never any retraction. Well, when you say this, you say guys. Like, is there some Well, kind guys, of, girls. How about just whatever. humans? Yeah, That's just, a non-gender specific term like I already see me. you have an agenda, what you're saying. I yeah. see guys, reputation. What about the girls that didn't do nothing? But the guy goes on a computer and she's a slut. <laughs> I got her in the back of the van. She did this, that, this. And now she can't go anywhere. Well, yeah. But I mean, the but guys might have had some problem. What about the girls? If they use the girl's name and then it comes up in Google for all eternity, yeah, it's bullshit too. Exactly. People, people could get ruined on the internet but listen don't like why are people believing everything that they read because it's on the fun internet? they love to pull people you know, down. like when when i heard that joe Suckers, did those man. bad things Suckers. i heard about i said you know what let's let him sing in a band anyway maybe he didn't do that maybe he didn't beat up that old lady i don't know turned out to be true but we still like him she had it coming 
Uh, there's another part to this uh, this question from Chris Bolt. Go ahead, Chrissy. So He's a fast guy. That, that guy. was a uh, that was a good first half. He says, lastly, long story short, a female-fronted, openly feminist band called ICE played United Bloodfest in Richmond a few weeks ago, mm. a few months ago. They made shirts which said, who you calling a bitch in bold and refused to sell it to anyone but females. Later, during, I'm just trying to think of the guy who wants to buy the shirt. Who you calling a bitch? You know there are dopes that would buy that shirt. Later, during their, I'll set, support your cause. The girl get would out of go, here, you nerd. The girl. I'm glad would, they told that guy off. Later during the set, the girl would go out of her way to punch any males that sang along to her songs, and then said, "Girls to the front, guys to the back." What's your take on them? Fighting exclusion with exclusion in the hardcore punk scene. It's a joke. It's a joke. I, I don't believe it. Evan uh, strikes first it. blood. Is this real? Yeah, no, I've really, watched really videos happened. of that band. It's a joke. The band is one of the worst. It, the vocals are so bad, it's Ooh. unlistenable. Mm. Okay, let's Jeez, say they Evan. were really good. Evan. Would you try to buy the shirt? If they no, were really I still wouldn't <laughs> try to buy the shirt. <laughs> Who you calling, bitch? I didn't call anybody, bitch. Chill out, bitch. Like, jeez. <laughs> But bitch is just a listen. Bitch is like, what is a bitch? It's a dog, right? Yeah. What's the fucking problem? Why is she taking a person? It has nothing to do with you. Mind your fucking business. It's a dog. You know, people used to say dog. Yeah, you're a dirty dog. This is patriarchy. Yeah, dog is an insult. Call somebody a dog. Not okay. What's a dog? A bitch is what dog or a canine or what? How many other names? So calling a dog. Call somebody a dog is an insult. Call somebody bitch is an insult because it's a dog. Why are you thinking it's all about you? That's the problem with these broads. Everything's all about them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, loosen up. Now that whole thing is a joke. It is a joke. Come on, you're not good. If you're a good band, then you're a good band. Yeah. Girl, if you're a good band with a bad message like them, they seem to have a bad message. Then you know, then if people want to like you and they want to be part of a, you know, like because when you're involved with hardcore. And you are, and you support a band. It's not like being a fan. It's like you're supporting a band. Yeah, you're supporting you're part their of the team. Ideals, their message. So if you want to be part of a group that shuts out a whole huge segment of, like, you know, I mean, unfortunately, the hardcore scene is a majority male-dominated thing, just because of whatever, however it worked out. I don't know. Like, I don't know why people like what they like, but this particular band thought it'd be a good idea to start <laughs> start a band in a scene that is 90% men and then exclude men. We want to play to mostly male audiences. It sounds like a uh, bad business practice. Not like us. Yeah, it's like selling snow cones in Alaska. Yeah. Yo, you guys want to come with me? I'm going to start a business in Alaska selling snow cones. But I'm not selling any Eskimos. That's even worse. That's even worse. Like It's bad business. I see you. Listen, if you want to know good business, Google Donald Trump. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. Come on. So um, I would say this is a bad idea. Um, it sucks. It really does. Hardcore is it's it's so it's so small and it's so easily divided into groups, which makes it even smaller. Yeah. So why the fuck are you trying to do that? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's and crazy. guess what? Girls singing in a hardcore band is not a brand new fucking thing. 
It's been happening since the 80s, and you're not reinventing a wheel here. It's just because yeah. they it's don't been, know about it, so now they yeah. think they're new, and the world started when they discovered um, it. This, this is a horrible idea, and I would, I would recommend they don't do that anymore. I nah, think they should it, change it, their image. It sucks uh, because image. this type of stuff happens naturally. Groups kind of happen naturally, and, and you know, this, you know these, this group of people against the wall, this group, they cling together for whatever reason. But when you make it intentional... They're more guilty than anybody. Yeah, yeah. And you're so so now. If you're in a if you're a girl singing in a band and you write a song called "Who You Calling a Bitch," right? All right, awesome. That that that's fine. But if you're gonna make your whole agenda about hating men and excluding men, you already lost. You're a clown. Like you already lost. Excluding a group of humans. That's what you're doing. You're including a group of humans. Yeah, and you're in a thing that's supposed to be about including yeah. everybody, freaks and weirdos, and, and everybody. And if you could find me the alternative, the reason for them to act like this, which would be a group of male bands that punch girls when they sing along or refuse to sell merchandise to girls, if you could show me that, then maybe I'd understand your cause a little more. But I've been around for a little while. I don't think that exists. I've never seen it. I've never seen I've it. Never seen it. We sell merch to girls, I think. I don't even know who, when they I, come. I don't see gender. I don't see it Yeah, like, at, at this is hardcore this weekend. You know, like, last year, there's all the drama about, you know, people of color aren't represented. Women, you know, people, they don't feel safe in this cis male uh, world. There was so many girls there. There was how many people and how many girls in bands? I mean, there was, right off the top, Code Orange. Uh, Code Orange, Out of Body, Eaten Alive. Was Disembodied or Martyr AD one of them? Yeah, one of those two. Disembodied, I think, yeah. I don't know. I I just... Well, didn't it seem like that was all chilled out this year? Well, yeah, because none of those PC nerds came. they didn't come. I'm not supporting that fast. The sexist. Yeah, and it was great this year, and everyone got along. Yeah, stay home. Uh, What a weird thing. So he ends this with... He says, to chime in on the MMA versus boxer conversation. If two guys the same weight class and experience in their respected training step toe-to-toe, the boxer will lose nine times out of ten. How does he know that? Unless he brings a bat. How Thanks, does he guys, know that? Chris. Why does he think that? Why, nine times out of ten. Is this a study I don't know about? Don't know. Maybe this guy's a, uh, maybe he's a boxer. Maybe he's an MMA fighter. I don't think he is. And I challenge him if he is. I challenge him. <laughs> Listen. It depends on the boxer and it depends on the MMA fighter. But in a street fight, like not a sucker punch, two dudes squaring up. It's hard call. I don't say nine out of ten. I don't know. I, I would think the MMA guy in a street fight. I don't know. if the like, It's very hard to just wrap your hands around a boxer because it's footwork and it's distance and jabbing, backing up. And that's all fighting, though, man. All fighting is that. Yeah, but that's the focus. And boxers are only looking from the waist up. They're not looking. But if he's in a street fight, they're not looking at getting their. You got to remember, he's in a street fight now. You get one so. leg. If an MMA guy gets one hand if, if behind an MMA one guy, knee, if he could he's, get he's that, but I don't think it's as easy as people think. I don't. Maybe not easy, but it's gonna happen. In a it might fight. happen, and you might get knocked out on the way in. Like it just, you know, I, I've seen it both. I seen an, I've seen boxers step into the MMA ring and get tapped out, and I seen a boxer step into the MMA ring and knock out a champion. A nine out of ten, I don't know. I mean, check out. Uh, I think it was Ray Mercer. 
against Tim Sylvia, a giant heavyweight champion. He knocked him out cold. The guy was never hit like that, and he'd never seen that kind of speed. And then who was the guy who, the MMA guy who got, maybe I'm confusing, who who got tapped out by, uh, was it Shamrock or no? the other Another boxer. There's been boxers that said that they're going to try it, and they tried it. I forget his name. But I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that was some good I'd questions. Rather, I'd rather food. I'd rather fight. I'd rather fight the MMA dude in the street. Because guess what? You get me down, what happens? I'm going to bite you. I'm going to poke you in the eyeball. You didn't think of that, did you? All right? <laughs> Go ahead. Wrap your, put your arm around my mouth. Ow, right in your forearm until blood comes out. Now, what am I going to do with the boxer? Am I going to bite his hand coming at me at 90 miles an hour? Forget it. It's going to be rough. It's, gonna, it's a different cause. Look, Joe's invested now. He's a right. jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. But you guys start you're out. You're very wrong, though. You're you guys, very wrong. You're wrong. You guys start out by both sitting Indian style. What kind of fight starts no, like that? We don't start like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you ever see a fight start Indian style? What are you, you're talking about two guys who are 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 practicing rolling together. I don't know. What you're it not. Is. That's what you're talking about. That's not how a, a fight starts or a I match. Know. I've seen a few fights. I never. A seen match that. starts on your feet, and you oh, gotta really? get. You gotta catch the guy, throw him to the ground. Uh-huh. Break his arm, choke him out. Yeah. Like it's it's a fight, man. Yeah, but they're not punching each other, and they're not punching. Yeah, and boxers aren't tackling. No, so it's like two. It's you know, it's two sides of a, a yeah, coin. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're both put them both together. It's deadly. Could be, could be. I'm just saying, me personally, I think I'd have a, I, you know, I'd get beat by both. Man, I, mean, I think I'd knock both guys out. The boxer or the MMA guy, but I'd rather go against the MMA guy. I got a deadly punch. It's like a cannon, Chris. Come on, you seen sure. it? No, I've seen. I've seen. We've, we've seen it in action. Yeah, remember when I threw the basketball right at that guy's face that one time? You smashed. I him bounced a ball off his face. The ball went like twenty feet in the air. Remember that? Off his fucking side of his head. <laughs> Yo, this dude was real cocky. He was like a pretty boy, and he did one of these fake checks to me where, and I, I flinched. I was like, I can't believe he did that. Like I got him like embarrassed. So then he like laughed and he bounced it to me. I went right in his face, full speed, like three feet away. <laughs> Did it make the ringing? Yo, it, like, it, might, it might as well have, man. It ricocheted, it ricocheted off his head and it went up. I was like, I was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, yo, bro, you don't know me like that. Playing around, laughing and shit. I <laughs> don't ever the, laugh at me. <laughs> don't ever laugh no, at I me. No, I forget that dude's name. Bro. Oh boy, oh, Dion. Dion, you know, yeah. But that wasn't yo, his real name. But he, see? He, Sanders, right? He, no, no, he he. You know, he's a dick with name. that name. He wasn't. It wasn't his real name. That wasn't his real name. He, that was his nickname. He loved Deion Sanders so much. Oh my god! He wanted to be called Deion. Uh, that's dick. Some corny shit, right? Okay, there. so he tried to get flamboyant. Like, what you know, a dick! He would dance after he made a shot. So I didn't like him right off the bat. And then when he did that check thing, what a sucker, Deion! Unbelievable. Chris when was like snack yak days. Chris was like sitting on the sideline, like writing a report, you know, and watching, and he didn't. He know was doing he was. your homework for you. <laughs> Chris is a smart dude. Yeah, he's smart. <laughs> Yo, it. it yeah, the ball went off his head. It made us like a weird, odd, like hollow, empty kind of thud sound. Well, you remember that sound and it that ricocheted <laughs> up and just went straight up in the air. It would have been like, awesome if it went in a hoop. Oh, yeah, oh man, like awesome. scored three points. Yo, remember the sound like the kick balls, the red kick oh, balls? Yeah, I love that. Boing. When you connect with oh, it right. Oh man! Yo, and they were filled up. Like you, sometimes you get them and they were too soft and yeah. they didn't have the same. Glorious, I hate when you didn't connect right. Glorious cool. sound. It'd be like because you know he's gonna ten ten more minutes before you get to kick again because you got a line of twenty nerds that don't even want to play. <laughs> they all got to take a turn. Meanwhile, I'm ready to go. Come on, gym teacher, put me in. Chris Mavermatis don't want to play. Put him on the sign. I want to go. Yo, did you guys play floor hockey in your school in gym? Yeah, we played four. That was my favorite. Yo, let me tell you how different times were. 
we played in gym class smear the queer oh yeah, yeah that was like the the gym teacher said all right everybody gather around today's game is gonna be smear the queer yeah dude yep. wow <laughs> Jeffrey, you're gonna be the queer. <laughs> and Jeffrey's like, why? And Jeffrey's like, come on! <laughs> oh my god! Serious again? It's crazy. Different times. Yes, yeah, we're the queer. Wow, you get you probably. I'm. I'm. Why? Well, I was gonna say arrested. You get fired for that though, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah we used to sure. play that in elementary. You'd probably school. get expelled if you were just kids playing without the teacher. You probably just get expelled or suspended yeah, or something. Totally. Yeah. Smear the queer. You can't like, do uh, that shit. Come on. If man. I was a gym teacher, I wouldn't do that. Maybe smear the Arab or something like that. Nowadays, it's different. You know. Yo, I had a gym teacher call me a. Uh, he called me a fag. Really? Yeah. My gym teacher called me wow. a fag because I didn't change for gym class one day. Wow. <laughs> and then, yo. <laughs> My friend Kevin yeah. was actually gay. Yeah. And he told a teacher, he was, I went into like a, uh, we had an art class together. And I went into this art class and my teacher was crying with Kevin. They were sitting in the corner crying Jeez, together. The fuck I was like, happened? what's going on over there? And then uh, my teacher came up and she's like, Jotham, I want you to know that I have your back and I understand. And I, you know, it, it wasn't right. That was nice. And I'm gonna. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" That was uh, Mrs. Cook was her name. My art. I teacher. remember her. And she's like, "I, it's okay." And I was like, "What are you talking?" She was What's like an on? original, like progressive person. Oh yeah, wow, she, that's she, great. She's, she's like, she's like, I heard what happened at gym today, and I was like, trying to think. I'm like, what happened at gym? Yeah, you didn't think twice. What happened at gym today, and uh. And yeah, that's what she was talking about. She told the fuck the, the so guy the almost got fired. The guy almost got fired. Even back then? Yeah. Wow. I had, had a, 90, this is probably 94, maybe, ni- 1994. Yeah, he wow. almost got fired. He was suspended for like two weeks. With no Over your incident? Do you yeah. think you ratted him out? No, I didn't, t- I didn't say a word. Yeah, but, but did you think that? Kevin and Mrs. Cook. I don't know, because I, I saw him after that, and um, the principal actually asked me. Like he, I got called into the principal's office over this incident. Wow, dude! <laughs> and I was like, ah, no, I don't know, I don't remember this. Like, I, I don't. know Did what you not remember? You trying to do the right thing and not snitch? No, I just didn't want to be. Listen, I didn't want to be the guy who. Yeah, who, the right. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah. yeah. So uh, I played dumb, but the teacher and the kid they confirmed it. They confirmed it, and you know, damn. Yo, when I was in health class, Mister Brown. He, it was, you know, you that's see who it was, by the way. Oh, yeah. Why did I know that? That guy. But he, um, he was taught, it was like a sex ed class. And he started going on about anal sex, about how, but like he was actually angry about it. He's like, there is no reason why you need to have anal sex. The vagina is made for sex. And I remember sitting there in class, thinking like, what's this guy's hang up? He's like really into this. But it was like a personal, uh, like oh lecture God. on why you would never need to have anal sex because the oh, vagina is right there and that's what it's for and i remember like hmm, it's right like, there huh oh, that's it's right there yeah. yo that's the guy that called me a uh called me a fag yeah he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a that guy was a piece of overly work. concerned about that shit. yo he used to uh oh he was like God. creep out was, was he against oral too i don't know I, I, he didn't talk the about the vagina's that. right there there's no need for oral but he uh yo, he business. used to creep out girls in the gym class do you remember that kind of stuff where he was uh, really touchy feely, yeah, and uh, he was a fucking That's, creep. I don't remember yeah, he that, was but, he was yeah. a straight that up creep. creep. But he got so pissed because we had the Resusa Annie. Remember the thing you would like practice CPR on? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like dead, lifeless looking, like half torso with like a face. And of course, you know, we were going up in front of the class. You had to 
hold the nose breathing. So we started like tongue kissing it. <laughs> oh. oh, he was yo, he yo, was how many so poor pissed. kids got herpes off using a dirty <laughs> fucking so thing nasty. that's in a locker it's fucking room six months of the year Ugh. and then getting sucked off by every student and teacher in, in the whole school. Annie. Dude, the Rasta Annie was so morbid looking and gross, but you know. It's like a cadaver. Yeah. Mm. Like a dead lifeless Ugh. sick doll. <laughs> no, that was a different time, man. Yeah, smear the queer. The guy called you a fag. Like, what the fuck? Yo, man? when I was in school in uh, like seventh and eighth grade, we used to bring throwing knives and Chinese stars. Yeah, we did that shit. And you just, if you got caught with them, the teacher took them. That was it. You didn't yeah, even like, get expelled. You can't have this back till Friday. Yeah. And you'd bring them in and trade them. You'd have them in your, you know. And uh, yeah, now you'd, now you'd make send for paper. psychological evaluations and cops would be there Yo, but i remember kids bringing guns in the school yeah all i don't the time. remember that i remember kids bringing guns in the school and i mean just I used think to about have a heater. think about how close we were like th- this kid russell he, he he literally put well whatever i don't he had he had a gun he had a big ass gun in a gym bag at lunch because he was going to shoot someone Wow. And he involved me in it somehow. <laughs> he was like, yo, check this out. Yo, put your hand in my in my gym bag. And I put my hand in there. And I was like, what is that? So I'm like touching this gun, you know what I mean? Putting your f- prints all over <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm touching it. And he's like, yo, look. And he opened it up. And there's a gun in there. Big, big. I mean, I didn't know what it was back then. But I'm guessing now it's probably like a 45. Ooh, damn. Like a big handgun. And... um. He was going to shoot this kid. Wow. He brought it there because this dude was going to fight him at lunch. He said, you know, I'm fighting you tomorrow at lunch. And so he brought a gun to shoot him. Wow. Like, imagine that. Yeah. Like, Evan, Evan wants we're to- that close to, like, being one of those incidents. You know what I mean? Evan I re- wants to ask if it was a black kid. No. Uh, the, <laughs> the, kid, the kid with the gun was white. The Damn. kid who was going to fight him was black. Oh, see? Well, you, got, you need the gun. They're tough. <laughs> and the kid, so I'm I'm sitting there. We're at the same lunch table. Yeah. And the kid came up to the table to fight this dude. And you said, "Yo, bro, don't do it." And he said, "Yeah." I'm like, Ugh. and uh, he he's pushing him in the in the face, mushing his face. And Russell was just sitting there, and he wouldn't move. And he's like, "Fucking fight me, fight me!" No, no, I'm not. And he's pushing him. He's like, he, I remember he put his, his finger right in his nose. He's Ugh. like, my finger's in your nose. What are you going to do? My finger's in your eye. What are you going to do? I'm slapping your, I'm slapping your head. What are you going to do? You know, and he, and he was like, you know, embarrassing him in front of everybody. Yeah. And the dude has his hand on his gym bag with his hand on a gun. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I, you know, what should I say something? Should I imagine if he tried to make him? eye contact? Should I, yeah, if he shot him and I didn't say anything, how terrible would that be yeah. to live with? No, that's how it happens, though. Kids that you know, and some people deal with that stuff different ways. And when you're a kid, you're already nuts. And if you're a kid that can't handle that, and you have access to a heater, yeah, and he killed him back then, he could have been a totally normal dude, but he yeah, made a huge pushed. mistake back then. And yo, this kid Gary pulled a shotgun. In the hallway, he took his pulled out a shotgun out of his coat. <laughs> he got expelled, but he wasn't arrested or anything. But he pulled a shotgun out of his coat and pulled it on a kid. Wow! Like to shoot him. He yeah. didn't. He didn't shoot him, obviously. Yeah. And uh, but he was standing there by the trophy case with a shotgun pointed at somebody, 
and people came and took the shotgun. That was after like, I graduated. Right, let's, go, let's get in here and talk about it. Come on, we got. Come on, guys. Why would you bring out, a you know? shotgun? Yo, that's what's crazy. Like our school wasn't even like a bad school, yeah. and you got. But this we did. We had a rifle team. Remember? Yeah, we had a rifle team and a yeah. shooting range so in the in the basement. Yeah. There was this one girl. She she went on to be like a, a pretty. She she won like a national championship in our, in our high school for us. Like. Sharpshooting a girl, yeah. Was there any other competition, or was she just the only one? I don't know. She was dope. She went, she was an army sniper after that. Wow, yo. When I was in metal shop, one of our projects was to make a knife. So you would literally, you would, you were doing blacksmithing and you'd heat up the the rebar. And I had like about a 12 inch blade that I worked on for three months, and you just stuck (laughs) it in your cubbyhole locker in the shop class. But it was a straight up 12 inch like Bowie knife that was a project in school. Imagine in this day and age, and Chris has a parent, and they tell him the kids to do that. Chris would have a heart attack. Yeah, he'd cry. He'd, yeah. Oh, oh no! It's toughen up. <laughs> well, I sound like the Undertaker, didn't I? No, 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 no. Paul, 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 Paul Bear. Bear. Undertaker, yep. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yo, that guy was. I hated that voice, but I love the Undertaker. Undertaker was dope. Yeah. But who's the, who's the best stuff. wrestler of all time? The Andre. Rock. Kurt Angle. Oh, Andre. The Rock, our next president. Kurt Angle, come on. Oh, it's true. Like, Kurt Angle was like a good, great guy in American, but hated. Like, I love that. Like, you know, he like, he made everybody hate him, although he wore red, white, and blue, and he was clean cut, you know He what should I mean? have been loved. Yeah, I like, like, I like how he played it. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Kurt, Kurt Angle, is he, and he's a Pennsylvanian. You know why I know? Because I was living with Richie at the time. There was a short was time like, when, big deal. <laughs> when Big Show lived with us. Yeah. Big Show was a wrestling fanatic. Yeah. I didn't know much about it. I knew about early stuff. What's his name with the rubber bands and the Cindy Lauper videos and Oh uh Captain Lou. Lou. Captain Lou. Lou. Who's the Italian guy that Stigma always talks about? The greatest champion. Bruno the, San Martino. Bruno San Martino. <laughs> and uh but at that time this guy Kurt Angle was popular and Big Show hated him. So it was to me, I was like, every time Kurt Angle said, oh, Kurt Angle's on, I love Kurt Angle. Dude, he's such a douchebag, dude. You like him? You know, so it, was like, it became like me and Big Show's bonding for me to pretend that I loved Kurt Angle. <laughs> but Big Show was like an authority on that shit. Oh, yeah. Good. I remember when we played wrestling. in uh, Germany, the first time he was like hanging out with Stigma, and he found out Stigma liked wrestling, yeah. and they were like oh, they two were, like, kids. like friends. Huh? Yeah. We got to yeah, get Big Show on the I podcast get that. one of these days. We haven't seen him in like years. It's been a while. It's been a while. What's wrong with that guy? He hit man? me up uh, a few weeks ago. I got to give him a call. Yeah. yeah, he was looking out for me. Yeah, he's like one of the few guys that actually lives in this area. You don't hang. <sighs> Sorry, Chris. Let's end it on this depressing note. <laughs> no, Chris keeps on <laughs> looking awesome. down at like the fucking thing. No, nah, it was good, a good episode, fellas. It's good to be back with you. We got a new record coming out soon. Uh, we got the split coming out with Madball. Keep Hopefully an eye out September. for that. Uh, if you can, please, please, please share on social media. If you can find the album cover, just copy it off of the Wisdom and Change. We'll have ads up Instagram. soon for uh, like, uh, pre-orders. Yes, pre-orders coming very soon. So help us spread the word. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. We out of here.
America Podcast.